So to speak to the family atmosphere, this whole county is a family atmosphere when it comes to football. This is kind of like, have you ever seen the movie Friday Night Lights? Where the whole town shuts down on Friday night and everybody comes to the game. That's pretty much what you get here at Murphy. It's a, it's a community of tradition of great things when it comes to football. Welcome to Front Porch Productions, a podcast brought to you by your Cherokee Scouts. In this episode, we are talking about the 10 football state championships Murphy High School has epically won. This podcast will offer you a behind-the-scenes look at Murphy High School's football program's coaches and how they feel about all of this glory. So go get your snack, get yourself comfortable, and let's go. We're all on a team. Now, your team may not be a Murphy Bulldog. Your team may be your family. It may be your church group. It may be, you know, your coworkers. But if you just think beyond yourself, it's good to have individual goals. But if you just focus on those individual goals, if you don't care about the person beside you, people around you, if you don't want to see them succeed, uh, you're not going to go very far. Um, you, you can go so much further with, with a helping hand. And- Meet Ray Gutierrez, Murphy High School's athletic director. He's part coach, part leader, but all bulldog. Work. You know, that's our mentality. You know, you come out here in the summer and there's nobody that spends more time working than, than a Murphy Bulldog. Coaches are out on the field, in the weight room, players are here, and just the effort from, from both coaches and players is unlike any other. I tell people all the time. It just goes to our female sports as well. It's like, we don't have the nicest facilities. We don't make the most money as coaches. We don't have, you know, the biggest and, and fastest of athletes. But, you know, we, we work hard. We play play hard, play together. You know, we just, we're just going to outwork you. During our interview, Coach Gutierrez spent a lot of time emphasizing the work ethic of both the staff and the players. So much so that I started worrying about this element of fun for these high school students. I mean, it is called a game after all. Okay, I wouldn't be interested in joining a club that was going to tell me that the, their key component was work. Mm-hmm. So that might be the stick. What's the carrot? What's the camaraderie between the teams? We're, we're so successful. We have so many... You know, I, I know a football team won the state championships this year. Our basketball has won back-to-back state championships, uh, track. And you think that success is mainly just work, or do you think that there's a special bond in the, with the players? Well, I think I think our coaches do a great job from when our kids, um, you know, our youth programs, we, we, we try to dip in them and, and, and try to show, as, like, as much school pride as possible and get them – to believe that one day they're going to be a Murphy Bulldog. And, um, you know, when they come up here, there's a standard. The standard is winning, and it's just not conference championships, but it's state championships. And and so, um, you know, when we get a new group of, uh, of teams, of players, you know, their their goal is to win at the highest level and, and to compete at the highest level. And, and we do a tremendous job of, of doing that. Coach Gutierrez tells me that this pressure to win and this emphasis on hard work doesn't originate from the coaching staff or the players. He says it comes from the Murphy community itself. It sounds a little boot campish, which has its advantages, right. I'm sure. But I'm trying to get, there must be another side to the, I don't know, the success factor. Mm-hmm. You really think that your success is only attributed to this idea of your excellence in work production. One thing I've learned is that most of our coaches went to school here, right? And so most of our players have parents that went to school here. And so I think that competitiveness, that, um, that when they leave here, they're also going home and their parents are also, you know, demanding the same kind of 
excellence at home. You know, they expect to win. Their, their parents expect to win. Our, our community expects to win. And so I don't, I don't want to call it pressure per se, but there is an, a, a very high expectation to, to win. Coach Thomas Nelson agrees with Ray Gutierrez when he discusses how Murphy's high school football program is accepted into the Murphy community at large as family. And of course, with family come high expectations. Oh, it's a huge sense of family um, in the whole community. For football, state championships what's expected every year now. Um, so there's a huge family when it comes to football. We had five coaches on the staff that had coached their sons in state championships. So, I mean, it's one of those things where we played for Coach Gentry. Our sons played for Coach Gentry. And if we have grandchildren, they'll still probably play for Coach Gentry as well. So to speak to the family atmosphere, this whole county is a family atmosphere when it comes to football. Coach Nelson explains that this community family expectation for these players isn't just that they win, although, yes, they're expected to win, but it also has to do with overall character and integrity. Uh, The one simple rule we have is do what's right. Is that slogan, do what's right, part of the school systems slogan, or is this specific to the football program? That is specific to the football program, but that one simple statement, if you can do what's right, if you can do it in front of your parents or your grandparents or whoever is responsible for you, then okay. But if you can't do it in front of them, then you probably shouldn't be doing it anyway. So that's how you're defining right. Yes. Would you be proud to be performing this particular act in front of your parents or grandparents? Right. But seriously, it's all about hard work and winning. Coach Nelson says that if students don't measure up with an intense work ethic and high character, they don't get to be on the team. What if somebody doesn't get it? They kind of make sure, I think, that everybody gets it. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it's a situation where we don't have too much dead weight on our team. If you can't follow the rules, if you can't be upstanding, then we get rid of you. I told him I thought that sounded a little crazy, but I think he sees it as passion. Crazy in the fact of that's what's expected of you when you go to school at Murphy High School. Yes, uh... The people of the community, they work really hard, and they expect you to work hard, and the success goes along with the hard work. Coach Nelson is a pretty fierce guy. He says he refers to himself as the corrector, and it's a moniker that he takes pride in. I'm not the easiest coach to be around. Why? Are you mean? I I wouldn't necessarily say mean. I care a lot about them. So how does that manifest? I expect you, there's a certain amount of expectation that has to be met. So you're the stick, not the carrot. Yes, I'm the, I'm the bad guy most of the time. Do you mind that role? No, I don't mind that role at all. Have you made some kids cry? <laughs> you have. No, no. As far as cry, I don't know. But as far as me getting after you, if you do what's wrong, yeah, I've done that a lot. I try to be the corrector. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, and get you to see why it's not right. But as much bluster and bravado that Coach Gutierrez and Coach Nelson express, there is a real tender, affirming devotion that they instill in these kids. Coach Nelson let me in on what he calls the rope ritual. We have, as far as tradition goes, we have the rope, which it means that it's given out from player to player. It's a coil of rope and there's a piece of tape around it for every win. It's a gold rope and it has a piece of black tape for every win that you have on the season. The first one is given from the head coach, and he's saying that that player will hold the rope for this team. If you were in a situation where you're falling off a cliff and you had to have somebody on the other end of that cliff holding that rope, who would it be? Who do you trust to go out and represent this team, this community, the best it can be? So they give out the rope, and then it goes from that player who has to get up at the end of the next practice and give it out to a player also telling why. So then it carries on all the way through the team until everybody has it. 
Coach Gutierrez discussed this type of bonding when he was discussing the girls' basketball team. It seemed COVID had disenfranchised the team and had limited the amount of time they could spend together off the court. And he noticed that this distance, this lack of camaraderie, produced losses. So this past year, you know, because of COVID, as a coach, I was so, I guess, scared, nervous that our team would be quarantined. I tried to do all the all the things to prevent not being quarantined. And so, of course, we did the things that required wearing masks, washing our hands, all that stuff. But then also, like, I do things that I've never done before, like our team bonding activities, whether it be going to watch college games, former players that are playing currently in college, Christmas parties, just all those things that we try to do, bowling, things that we do as a team. I just didn't do because I didn't want us to round big group setting. One of those things we did was I'd have those kids drive or ride with their parents to away games. You know, I, I just felt that throughout the course of the year that we wasn't as close as teams I've had in the past. And so after our last home game, we lost here. It was a heartbreaking loss to Robbinsville, you know, right before playoffs started. You know, I just kind of reevaluated where we are, like what what's missing. And that chemistry, you know, we had talent. I knew we had talent. I knew we, we had enough pieces to win, but something was missing. And so Coach Gutierrez made the decision to pull all his little sports chicks back into the same nest. And they began riding back and forth to games together and spending time together. And in short, building relationships with one another. Um, we rode the bus together. We rode back together. In that time, we sung, we danced. We celebrated, we ate together, and I could just see the look in their eyes was a little bit different. They bonded, and um, one thing that I've learned that you can have talent, you can work hard, but if you don't have chemistry, if you don't play together, those things will not lead to success. You have to have all three. I say that to challenge a great reminder for me that we're all on a team. And for Coach Gutierrez, this relationship-building creed is something he lives by. When I ask him how he wanted to be remembered, what would he like for his legacy to be? He started out like almost all sports people, just prattling on about stats and conditions and championships and losses and wins. And I began to worry that this juice of humanity that he was preaching didn't mean anything to him. But he made short work of my doubts. It's just like I want to I want them to know that they can call me anytime they need something or, you know, if it, if they get married, they graduate college, if they have a baby, like I want to be that person they can always lean on in times of success where, where they want to, you know, show appreciation or, or show pride or even in those hard times that they need somebody to lean on and, and talk to that, that I'm that person and talk about family, family, family so much around here that, you know, we, um, they can lean on that teammate. They, they've been through the fire with those people that, that they've played with and, you know, just, just that legacy of family that um, that hopefully you know whoever comes through our our doors and so just that uh, special fraternity I guess or sorority of of just being a part of the Murphy Bulldog legacy in itself. For Coach Nelson, the idea of legacy is much more pressing. At the end of this school term, he will be leaving the Murphy High School football team to work as an assistant athletic director in a different school. He said he's incredibly grateful to the community, but. And of course, this is how it should be. Mostly, he's grateful to his wife. Uh, thank you to the community um, because they've been overly supportive of me. Thankful to my wife for allowing me to make this journey down here. I'm guessing you don't get to spend a lot of time with her during season. I do not. Um, 
How does she put up with that? <laughs> well, she's pretty tough, <laughs> to put it that she way. She comes to the game? She comes to every game. Um, that's the, the whole family atmosphere that we talked about. All the wives come to the games. What's they, the snack situation at the games? Are they selling popcorn? Are they selling hot dogs? <laughs> they are. They're selling all of that. Oh, all I'm the goodies coming. are there. Is it, there a special place that your wife sits all the time? Or they, is there a lucky seat? They sit in the stands, believe it or not, and they hear the good and the bad because you always hear those armchair quarterbacks. Does that help inform your parents, decisions for the next game? No. <laughs> you don't pay any attention to it. No, man. That's why I'm asking that. Of course you don't. So aside from this powerful work ethic, they seem to knit into their football program's DNA. There seems to be an awful lot of joy and honestly love. But what about the big guy? What about their top leader? What does Coach Gentry have to say about all of this? Why do you love football? Well, football has been a part of my life since a very young age. I played it in uh, backyard football when I started. I received a football scholarship, so that's where I, that's the reason why I love football. And then I got into college ball and okay. played there. So, no question, you were a very good football player. Mm-hmm. But you're likely a better football coach. Probably. Tell me why. Well, you know, it takes study. The players are natural. That's kind of a natural talent, you know. But when you become a coach, you have to study. You have to learn it. You have to love the game. And uh, all good players are not necessarily real good coaches. So I had to learn how to be a good coach. Uh, I think I had some good mentors. Coach Gentry's been at this a long time. I asked him to estimate about how many students he thinks played under his mentorship. How many would bet? 2,000? 2,000. 2,000 players. There's a lot of players. So if you were going to collectively discuss with them what makes you a good coach, what do you think they would say? A lot of players just, you know, I I have a contact with them, you know. You mean you build a relationship? Yes. I have a relationship with players. I think that's what helps me. I, I can understand players. I understand what they go through. I also know that, you know, being respectful and all that other stuff that goes with with it. And I think they really like that. Kids like discipline. They always do. So are you a coach with a carrot or a stick? Both. So you have to learn the balance then? Yes, yes. But when it comes down to uh, having a discipline, having a disciplined team, I think I can do that. Coach Gentry tells me that there have been a lot of changes, both in the way that he approaches coaching and in the family construction of the students who play for him. I've learned to also probably change through my coaching career. In what way? Well, when I first came out in the early 70s, it was a different type of atmosphere. You could be maybe harder on kids. Physically? Yeah, physically. But after a while, the kids became different. But I also think that kids were, they were different, but they're always the same. In what way are they the same? I think kids respect discipline. Okay. They want discipline. They might not like it, but they want it. They need that discipline. Probably when I was first started, everybody had a mom and dad at home. Now a lot of kids don't have mom and daddy's home. They live with grandparents. They live with other people. You never know where they are. And it really, you really have to work with those kids and, and know where they are and show them that you care about them and, and be in contact with those kids every day. And I think that's what we do here. More than anything else, is more than coaching those kids. If one of the kids misses a summer workout or a winter workout or they're not at school that day or the grades are down, then we we, we got to know about it. We go, we go get them. We talk to them. Call you- them up. Say, hey, where are you at? Where, where are you today? You know? I did a mental calculation of the over 2,000 students he has coached, and suddenly I understood why he's considered a legend. I wonder that he doesn't consider his vocation more off the field than on it. But Coach Gentry at his core, 
He's a football guy who really loves his players. Do you think that this meaningful relationships that you build with these kids, is that one of the key factors to your stunning success? Sure. What else contributes to your success? As far as learning what's in the football end of it, I'm developing a wing T system. Wing, wing T? Wing T offense. And that's what offense that we run, and we believe in that offense. And here Coach Gentry got excited and started speaking a language I really didn't understand. And we run a spread offense, too. The spread wing, which is just nothing but from the, the center snaps the ball back to the quarterback. And, but on the wing tee, they take the snap directly from it. But if and, you're so popular for it, don't the other teams recognize and then prepare for it? Sure. It's been tough. <laughs> like the rest of his humble coaching staff, Coach Gentry attributes a lot of his success to his assistant coaches. I've been here since 1983, so that's 38 years. And I basically had just two staffs. Wow. So they're dedicated to you as well. Well, I don't know whether they're dedicated to me, but they're dedicated dedicated to to Murphy High School. Okay. So I've had one staff that stayed with me for about 19 years, basically. And uh, I've had another staff that stayed with me the rest of those years. So it's kind of been family. It's We are really a family staff and a family team. you got to put it all in together in order to be successful. Tradition... How do you build a tradition? How do you start it? Coach Gentry tells me that when he first arrived at Murphy High School, their football team stats were pretty dismal. And I think he saw that as a challenge. When we first started here, uh, they were not very good. They had a lot of pride. And I knew this was a football community, but they were down at that time. So all they needed was what? They needed a Moses. <laughs> Is that who you are? <laughs> no, but, I mean, but that's what they needed. Yeah. They need somebody to take them to the promised land. And Coach Gentry was just the right maverick to take them there. When I ask Coach Gentry what gets him excited about a job he's done for so long, he doesn't hesitate in his answer. What gets you up in the morning and makes you happy? <laughs> Winning. <laughs> Winning. It appears that the kids on the Murphy High football team are in very capable and loving hands. for this episode. Thank you for joining us. Catch us here next time on Front Porch Productions, a podcast brought to you by Cherokee Scout. Music used by permission from Ketza. Drop. Drop.